if you know you've got a guy who's going to be force-fed the ball, you have to play him. So, Tevin Coleman, I'm looking. You drafted him third round. You're kidding. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't even know how he won three games. Brady's going to get hurt again, man. Um, For sure. Who else has bad road splits? Matt Ryan. Really? But Latavius Murray is the best handcuff in fantasy. CJ Yeldon. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Bros. It is Wednesday, Wednesday, December 12th. You are here with your host. My name is Mark Hogan. I am here with Derek Randall. Hey, Mark. How are you doing tonight? Good, Derek. So uh, just so everyone knows, we had to repeat the beginning segment of uh, this episode because it didn't record before. So we are going to jump right in. Uh, before we get in, though, uh, just really excited about uh, everything that happened from week one. Uh, you know, Derek squeaked by there with uh, about a three and a half point uh, win on uh, and sweating it out on Monday night. So congratulations <laughs> to Derek. Thank you, sir. It was uh, whew. <laughs> sweat, sweat uh, doesn't even describe it. Final play of the game. <laughs> so uh, great win there. And before we get started, um, just want to you know give a quick shout out. Thank you to all the listeners. Uh, you guys did. You guys have uh, increased in listening each and every week. Uh, and the support uh, really helps out uh, us. And also um, just pumped that you guys are enjoying it whether you're using it, um, you know, for, for analysis or um, really just enjoying listening to us here. Uh, it goes a long way. So before we move on, I uh, just want to give a, a nice little tip. So I uh, went ahead last week and listened in our episode last week uh, in one and a half times speed. So there's a way that you can change how quickly you are listening to a, an audio file on any, whether it's your iPhone, Android, whatever it might be. Uh, and, our voices sound fantastic and great, and it helps you get through it a lot quicker. We understand that everyone uh, has a lot going on in their lives. So uh, just a, a nice little tip and tidbit on being able to squeeze in a listen with us in, in a quicker amount of time. Uh, but all right, so let, let's go ahead and, you know, considering we brought up Derek's matchup, Derek, let's dive into uh, your, your win over Nate. <laughs> Nate, uh, the troll. Yeah, so Nate, Nate. If anyone didn't listen last week and is listening this week, Nate um, trolled Derek pretty hard and copycatted his team name and made fun of um, his team mascot, the Albatross. So, um, you know, uh, Nate, Nate pretty much had it coming here. What did we? Uh, what are some of the big, uh, big things that stand out to you, Derek, in the matchup? The the biggest, as far as the negative goes. Uh, Chris Godwin, (laughs) he is targeted 10 times and catches one ball for 13 yards. I was absolutely astonished. Um, I, I just got NFL Sunday ticket a couple weeks ago. So I flipped back and forth between games. I was mostly on the Houston and Indianapolis game, but I flipped to that one. I just kept seeing him get targeted and drop the ball or just miss timing on the routes. It was, it was awful. Yeah, I've been on Chris Godwin uh, all year, obviously. If you've listened to this, you know. Um, he's a great player, and he got the targets. He just didn't convert the, the targets that he got. And, you know, figured it was it was kind of a – not a smash spot, but a, a, a great spot for him, you know, given the matchup against Eli Apple and thinking that they were going to game plan and um, go after Eli Apple throughout the game. But Well, they uh, did. <laughs> they targeted yeah. him ten times. <laughs> They threw the ball at him 10 times and he only came down with one catch. And, you know, I got to wonder if the, the weather and, and the field conditions had um, had more of an impact than, you know, maybe people thought it did clear up, but um, it poured pretty hard earlier that morning. So, you know, maybe Chris Godwin was just having trouble uh, adjusting and running crisp routes uh, in that grass down there in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, as we spoke before, this is a guy that we've both been pretty high on. And not only, not just from a fantasy perspective, but a talent perspective, he's really been deserving of the number two job for a while. 
and now he's given the opportunity and he completely fell flat. So hopefully he gets the chance again and can prove himself. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of decisions you'll make between uh, Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson here moving forward. Um, you know, given that Godwin had a tough game, but um, could potentially uh, do pretty well here, uh, you know, moving forward. And I think you mentioned uh, when we recorded this the first time, uh, how you were pretty close on putting Allen Robinson in over, over uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, midway through the slate. Yeah. I was so Nate's team was completely done and after the four o'clock games on Sunday and he had a 28 point lead and or it was it was like 27.6 or something so I needed 28 to win and I had a receiver spot and a running back spot to go Dalvin Cook and Stefan Diggs were plugged in but Allen Robinson was on the bench and I just had this really really strange feeling in my gut that Allen was gonna kill it because Last time him and Trubisky played together, Trubisky hit him for like 150, what was like 130 yards and two touchdowns. He had like 35 points. So I don't know. I I really felt confident in it, but I was torn. I I knew in my head that Diggs was the better choice, the safer play, also higher upside. But I went over to Pro Football Focus, um, name drop, (laughs) and looked at all their stats, which Chris Collinsworth would be happy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. They're they're incredible. Their stats if I don't know if you, you have the a subscription to them, but they're they're insane. I mean they, they sit here and they look at every single player of every single team, every receiver in a, the exact corner that they're gonna be up against the majority of the game. And they sit there and they compare their forty times, their height, their weight, and they dictate off that whether the player should receive a plus percentage of points as um, they would do better than facing an average corner or subtract points. And both Allen Robinson and Diggs had positive matchups, but Diggs was a heck of a lot higher. Yeah. Um, So I ended up going with Diggs. I think that's just like one thing you got to take a step back and also look at is like, who's the more reliable player? Right. You know, you you don't have Stefan Diggs on your team, not play him, uh, especially for, Alan Robinson's okay, but he's not a guy that you drafted high and uh, like a dig. So, um, switching over to Nate's team, though, um, one thing that just sticks out to me is Sony Michelle in a game where the Patriots scored 33 points. Uh, Sony Michelle in a full PPR puts up 5.7. So, um, definitely a disappointing outing for him. I can't say. I'm surprised it didn't happen the way that I would expect when he doesn't put up um, the points that he doesn't put up. But, um, you know, with a crowded uh, number of skill positions and players on that Patriots offense, it's it's definitely not a surprise to me that on uh, a high-scoring game, he really doesn't even do a whole lot. Yeah, it, it was a little weird there. I mean, not only did he flatline, but so did James White. Um who have been that, I mean, really, when they're healthy, both of them have been top 20 backs every week. So it's just weird what the Patriots are doing and using four, maybe even five running backs now in Sony Michelle, James White, um, James Devlin, and now Burkhead's back. And then I think they're still using Cordell Patterson from time to time. Yeah. It, yeah. it does make sense, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, look, like, You know, whatever gets the job done, and it's hard to game plan when you have no idea who they're going to give the the ball to each and every week. So, um, you know, it's a good good game plan, but unfortunate for fantasy owners. And it's one thing that you always have to remember, especially when going after guys in a crowded backfield is, yeah, they might be a good player and they're going to get, you know, overall production at the end of the year and their total points. But at the end of the day, what kind of consistency do they give you for your team every single week? Consistency is one thing that's often overlooked in fantasy football. And in the playoffs, players putting up consistent numbers is everything. So um, because it doesn't matter what you do weeks two and three if you don't win in that first round. Um, and I think that's what kind of what we saw with Nate's team here. And, you know, the other down point was Demarius Thomas and, just a player with um, too low of a ceiling 
um, to, to rely on and, and give, give you a, a good, you know, good amount of points. So um, it was a close matchup, but uh, not too surprised that, um, that, that you pulled out the win, although it was a very close game. Yeah. I mean, Nate did what Nate's been doing all season. For those of you that have been listening, we've been referring to Nate as Ruxin from the league. He sits here and he tinkers his, with his lineup so many times every week. And, and he's hurt himself. He shot himself in the foot a lot of times by just unplugging and plugging different players in. And that's exactly what happened in this case here. He were Dante Pettison instead of Demarius Thomas. That's an eight-point swing um, if he leaves Dante Pettison. But he did not. He pulled him. And not only did he pull him, he dropped him and then picked up Kelvin Benjamin, put him in. Then he dropped him. Then he picked up Demarius Thomas. But before that, he had Marquez Valdez-Scantling in. And then he put Demarius in. It's just like, it, when does it end, Nate? <laughs> yeah, just a lot of a lot of indecision. So, um, all right. So, let's move on here and look at um, Jimmy and Andres' matchup. And uh, Jimmy's running backs came through in a big way. Zeke running all over um, what we really thought was a, a tough Philly defense. But, um, has definitely had some problems even on the run defensive side of things over the last couple of weeks. I think Zeke putting up uh, his second 30 spot in fantasy in the last five weeks, I think, against Philly. So um, nice showing by his running backs, and he had Brady and Gronk to uh, to complement each other. Uh, and then looking over at Andres' team, he just did absolutely nothing. Yeah, this, this could not have been much much of a tale of two halves i guess <laughs> as as we talked on the first time andres when we had him on last week came on and was like yeah i'm gonna win uh really looking forward to losing to jack though in the semifinals and jimmy we get on and he's like oh you know maybe i'll etch out a victory we'll see <laughs> um jimmy ends up winning by 65 points <laughs> yeah wow yeah i mean um you know and he won the way that you would expect him to win. Um, I really thought, I really thought Andres' team was going to come through here. Um, but, you know, Jimmy's team wrote out his quarterback and his quarterbacks and his running backs and really didn't get a whole lot from his receivers. So um, that's going to be his biggest challenge, uh, an uphill battle against Jack. And we'll talk about that in a few moments here. Um but, I mean, Devin Funch is putting up a zero spot. I don't know if you can rely on putting them back in the starting lineup moving forward. Yeah, I mean, his three receivers combined for less points than Gronk did on his own. Yeah. I mean, that that's frightening. And on the other end, Andres, uh, Leonard Fournette just not starting things off right on, on a Thursday night. and um, Really, the rest of this player is doing nothing with the exception of Julian Edelman. Yeah, it, it it was just unfortunate for Andres. Things really, really fell apart. And it all began on Thursday when Jacksonville got demolished by Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised by um by Golden Tate. Um so that I mean just he's in an offense where um you can't fully expect him to to come through, uh especially being on a new team and still learning a new system. Uh, so I'm not totally surprised by that. I think Zay Jones is just kind of a, a complete dart throw um, that he didn't need to take. He could have found, in my opinion, probably could have gone after or found a guy with a higher floor. But it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. He still got blown out. So Yeah, yeah. It, at least the good thing about getting blown out is you don't look back at it and say, man, but if I did this, then it would have changed it. Andres couldn't have done anything that would have prevented this. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, uh, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and um, we'll dive right in here with Jack. Hey, guys. Hey, Jack. Hello. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Good to have you on board, man. Congratulations yeah. on the win. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I think Derek's hopping on here right now. Nice. Yep. Perfect. All right. So, uh, Jack, we are on. We were just going through recaps here of some of the games and uh, got to your game. So we figured we'd let you lead it off here. Congratulations on moving on to the second round. 
how's it feel? Oh, it feels great. It's good. Uh, good, good to make it to the semifinals. Um, thank you, Amari Cooper. <laughs> uh yeah Mari cooper man that was a crazy catch at the end of the game um completely just breaking uh all fantasy football matchups across the board and um you know i think we were even talking about it last week it's like you know you had great uh obviously great players across the board you know i think everyone looks at your team and says michael thomas brandon cooks are the two main guys uh, but ever since Amari Cooper got traded, he has just been uh, on fire. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the expectation is that he'll continue to get that volume, which is, you know, why he didn't hesitate in playing him again, obviously, this week and um, came through in a big way. So so that was that was that was great as well. And um, what else, man? I mean, I feel, uh, overall, your team looked pretty, pretty strong here yeah. in, in the first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to make it through my first uh you know, the first week where the Rams pretty much put up a dud, um, I made it through that safely. Um, and I don't think it's going to happen again this year. Um, you know, it's a cold, cold night in Chicago. It's a tough match for the matchup for them. So, um, I think that's really the only time I'm going to have to worry about that. Um, I was a little nervous the first, at the end of the, the first half of the games, uh, both my quarterbacks were under, uh, like seven points and Aaron Jones was under one point, but, um, <laughs> Things uh, I, I thought I was going to lose for a little while, but uh, things things pulled back together. Um, and yeah, when you have a guy on your team who scores fifty points, it's tough to lose. So, yeah, I mean, um, when I was looking at Kuhar's team, he definitely got a nice um, lead at the beginning with Saquon and uh, Julio there, so he definitely put up some points. Um, but you know, as we predicted the combination of points between Mark Sanchez and Cody Kessler <laughs> would get him there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he just had no quarterbacks, which was really his problem all year. Um, this is why you show up to the draft. Great players. What's that? This is why you show up to the draft. Yep. <laughs> yeah, his only quarterback um, at the end of the draft was Jameis Winston, who was suspended for the first couple games. Yeah. Yep. And uh, – so, I mean, yeah, that ultimately was his downfall here, but um, that that definitely probably had to, you know, make you sweat it out a little bit with Saquon and Julio. Yeah, yeah, Saquon, I, I got lucky that he wasn't the one to put up 50 points. Um, he he really could have done a lot more damage to me than, than he ended up doing, so I, <laughs> I, I really got lucky. He could have had three touchdowns easily, and they benched him um, uh, towards the end of the game, so I, I definitely got a little bit lucky there. Yeah, when a team's leading forty to nothing, uh, no point in playing the starters. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and who would think the Giants would have that lead? Right. And talk about Joe Mixon. I mean, he's sitting on your bench right now, and you know, if if some if for some reason something does happen to Gurley, I can't imagine you not playing Joe Mixon out of everyone on your bench here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm playing him this week over Aaron Jones. Um, I wow. Uh, just for matchup, Joe Mixon's going up against the Raiders at home. And Aaron Jones is away in Chicago. Um, it's all, all for the matchup, but yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fair. Um, you know, sometimes there's certain players where they're matchup proof, but I think in this situation, um, I mean, Chicago. I mean, obviously, just gave Gurley only like an eight spot in a full PPR. So. Um, they're literally considered one of the best defenses in the league. And I would say their only weakness is maybe their secondary, but honestly that entire defense looks like looks pretty stellar and, and, you know, gives you flashbacks of those, uh, all those great defenses Chicago had in the early two thousands and in the eighties as well. So, yeah. Um, and this is why I made the big move for Joe Mixon. It was, it was for this playoff push. Um, I had full confidence in Aaron Jones and being an RB two, but um having that that extra option for um for better matchups that's that's why i made made the move for him so um yeah hopefully where it pays off too yeah so let's look into that semifinals matchup here so you're going to be playing jimmy uh what'd you think about jimmy coming out of the first round um uh to be honest i'm not surprised i think i said last week i think andres's team is 
not very good. I mean, he did get um, a little bit unlucky, obviously, in not having Odell last week, but it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, he, I, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't have uh, much confidence in his in his team, and um, it, it doesn't surprise me that Jimmy ended up uh, walking away with this one. Um, it, his two quarterbacks, um, you know, he drafted um, quarterbacks early. And um, there's, you know, there's a reason why they can and should be a lot more dangerous than they were um, for the majority of the season. But they, yeah. they both had pretty solid games this week. Um, and Zeke is an absolute monster, um, especially with Amari Cooper there. That offense is uh, just running so much better than it was. Yeah. His, um, his receivers are still weak. Um, and then, you know, every once in a while, Gronk's going to put up 20 plus points. So no surprise there, but um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me to see Jimmy uh, uh, come out of that, of that round. Yeah. Um, I felt like Jimmy hit his ceiling last week uh, because of Gronk and Brady being able to hook up, but that's not going to happen every single week. And I agree with you in the sense we were talking about it before his receiver situation is obviously uh, a headache. And currently he has Jordy and, Jordy Nelson and Sterling Shepard in his starting lineup. So, um, you know, just if in first look at Jimmy's team, you got to feel pretty good about it there. However, um, he does have Bears defense and um, does have, a, you know, some nice running backs and, and some pretty solid matchups, although Denver's run defense has improved, even though they're still not great, has improved over the course of the season. Yeah, and especially they're they're much better at home too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the cold too. Um, yeah, Baker. yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Chubb's gonna have a great game. Um, I think he'll put up you know fourteen, fifteen points. But um, that's the I, honestly, I think he actually has quite a few good matchups this week. Um, the, the thing that scares me the most looking at this is his uh, quarterback situation. Um, the Jets' defense has been, you know, kind of hit and miss honestly um some weeks they they look great and other weeks um they're basically letting teams run over them um so Deshaun Watson makes me a little bit nervous um and and the um the Patriots Steelers game definitely makes me nervous because those have historically been shootouts um so especially when you have Gronk uh, to potentially double down on some touchdowns. Um, there's definitely a little bit of uh, cause for concern there, but I, I still think my team is a lot stronger um, from top to bottom. And uh, I'm still, I'm still feeling pretty confident about this game. Yeah. Uh, Derek, how do you feel about it? Uh, I would say that Jack has a 99.9% chance of winning. <laughs> wow. That confident? Jimmy's team is completely anchored by his two running backs. They're incredible, Zeke and Chubb. But that receiver core, I mean, Robert Woods, Jordy Nelson, Sterling Shepard, that's bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it, it, honestly, Jack seems almost matchup proof every single week. Um, yeah. And there's some pretty great matchups in there as well uh, when you're looking at it. Uh, I agree with Jack in the sense that Jimmy's quarterbacks could be pretty threatening or dangerous here. Um, and obviously, obviously Zeke as well. But when you look at it as a, as a whole, he just doesn't have, I mean, even Robert Woods can even ball out, but he just doesn't have, the only way I see this happening is if Robert Woods just completely goes bonkers and Brandon Cooks puts up a goose egg, that's kind of, or like close to a goose egg that's kind of that kind of opens the door and gives Jimmy an opportunity to beat you um but like that's kind of a ridiculous thing to say that Robert Woods is going to have a ridiculously good game and Brandon Cooks is going to just absolutely do nothing so yeah um and if Robert Woods has a great game Todd Gurley is going to have to have a pretty decent game as well so there's a little bit of correlation there that you know uh you'll be able to hedge off even if Woods does do well so um, I think that's going to be a key matchup. Philly out of the slot specifically is not good. Um, what's their slot cornerback's name? Um, 
it starts with an S, and uh, I forget his name. Um, They've been bouncing around so many corners this yeah, year. I think they lost him. Um, yeah, I think he's hurt. Uh, I, I, Sidney Jones, or I think I think the name's Sidney Jones, but um, or Sidney something, but yeah, Sidney Jones. He got moved to the outside now because they're so short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean. Robert Woods is likely going to have a great matchup, but that doesn't mean Brandon Cooks can't do well. And yeah, the, I mean the whole Rams team has a good matchup. Philly's defense has been underperforming all year. Well, I wouldn't say underperforming all year. At the be- beginning of the year, their run defense was pretty awesome. Um, it's got. Oh, they've had a, an insane amount of injuries too, so it's not like it necessarily falls, you know, to to a fault. But um, yeah, I mean they, their run defense definitely. I mean, they're even the the guys on that defensive line are relatively healthy, uh, but the problem is they're just not playing to the level of expectation to what you would normally expect them to play at. So that's going to be the key matchup is you know how how much can Philly's run defense stop um, Todd Gurley and and the um, the offense of the Rams? But I just feel yeah, like I'm... after the Rams uh, this these past couple weeks, they're they've they've got a little bit of fire uh, under underneath them to to come out and, and make a statement in the league on Sunday Night Football. So uh, I'm not yeah, too worried I'm... about it. No, not at all. I'm actually I'm looking at the Eagles defense the last five weeks and points that they've given up to running backs. And in four of the last five weeks, they've given up at least 37 points to yeah. opposing running backs. Yeah. Um, and the only time they did less than that was against the Redskins. So um, I'm, uh, I don't know. I especially when you have uh, Todd Gurley, you gotta imagine that he's gonna put up, put up a pretty dominant performance against them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Todd Gurley, you know, obviously is matchup proof. So yeah. Um, and, uh, well, except for last week, apparently. But yeah, I mean, I would say it's almost like an outlier, though, and. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Bears defense is, in my opinion, by not by and far, but the best defense in the league. So yeah, yeah, and especially on a cold night for Sunday Night Football. I mean, yeah, that was a that was a tough tough matchup for anybody. But um, any other notables here, Derek? Well, I mean, you you put it perfectly. Jack's team is matchup proof. I mean. It just seems like a coast into the championship, truly. And Jimmy, I see what he's doing when I look at his team. He's trying to play the matchups. Jordy against Cincy, Sterling against Tennessee, and Robert Woods against Philly. Like, those are all good receiver matchups. But we put it to him way back in, like, week six that all of his receivers are number twos on their respective teams. So, you know, it's not really going to help him that much. Yeah, I think he he probably needs to look in free agency and and see if he can get Find some value here. And um, yeah, I don't want to expose too much, but I there is one guy on his bench that I think is a viable viable option as well. So yeah. All right. Um. Uh, anything else here, Jack? Before we move on. Yeah, uh, I'll just say uh, good luck to Jimmy. Um. You know, hope. Your team uh, eat shit, but uh, good luck to you anyway. And um, Tackett and or Derek, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys in the finals. I hope it's me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Thanks, Jack. All right. Bye, guys. Hey. All right, Derek. Um, Tackett? He has not joined quite yet. Not joined yet. All right, I think I sent it over unless his number changed recently. Okay, and, and while we're waiting, I actually do want to bring something to everyone's attention that is listening into you, Mark. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Outside the Lines posted this huge report on the whole Kareem Hunt incident. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's absolutely... Hello. Hello. Tackett, what's going on? Welcome, hey. welcome aboard. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. We're glad yeah. to finally get you on. Yeah, no, I mean, I, my work schedule's so hectic that the time you guys, like, normally record, I'm, like, I'm working. So this works out great, then. 
Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I'm just I'm just driving home right now. Might as well do a podcast, right? Nice to hear you, man. It's been a while since we Yeah, spoke. yeah, it has, man. How have you been? Been well, been well. So we'll Good. have to uh, we'll have to catch up um, when yeah. I come back for for Christmas break or something here. For sure, dude. Awesome, man. Uh, so congratulations, big win, uh, big win the first week against Denison there. Yeah, it helps when the, your opponent doesn't break a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, thank, let's thank dive. You, yeah, let's dive into that a little bit here. So, sure. um, you know, just looking at it, I mean, uh, I think uh, you know it's really nice that you can just ride out the success Christian McCaffrey's been having all year and. Yeah, um, I mean, he led your team here. Yeah, him and him and Patrick Mahomes. Like, I I was just I got lucky this year, I guess. Yeah, right. Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes had a good game um, with that big win in, in Baltimore. Uh, statistically speaking, it wasn't an amazing game, but um, you know, being able to have him and complimenting him with Ben. Uh, ben Roethlisberger all year has been been something pretty nice that uh, that you've been able to uh, to take advantage of. Yeah, it's really come together. Walk us through um, your decision making process here and putting Ian Thomas in your, in your tight end spot. I mean, that was a, that was a huge play getting you know seventeen points out of uh, out of Ian yeah. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I cannot complain with a streaming a tight end and getting seventeen with them. Uh, I mean, Greg Olson got hurt. I had a uh, which is. Uh, OJ Howard, I had OJ Howard earlier in the year as well, and they they both got hurt. So I just went on the waiver wire and like I didn't see anyone that I liked except for Greg Olson's backup. Like Greg Olson's not there, so might as well capitalize and see what he can do. And it worked out. Yeah, it worked out in a big way. And uh, even if you left that spot open, you would have won this week. But um, it's nice to know that you have a guy that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're working off the two weeks of, of the sample size here, but, uh, you know, if you can continue playing Ian Thomas, I don't know if you're going to continue playing Ian Thomas or if you're thinking about it, but um, it seems yeah, like he's going to have relatively similar volume volume moving forward. So uh, that yeah. could be a huge add for you, you know, for throughout the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, I think so too. I I could not be happier with getting, getting somebody that's going to get that many targets every week. Yeah, and, and we talked about it last week, too, where this is the first season where it truly pays off to be the one seed because normally the eighth seed is that team that's been surging and on an absolute tear um, and, and barely makes it into the playoffs but is a true threat. This year, because of how close we all were in record, I, was, I, I should have been that eighth seed, but I ended up shooting past three or four other teams and it was Dennison you ended up getting matched up against, who had just been completely demolished and decimated oh, by injury. Just, just ravaged. Yeah, yeah. So you just ended up facing this team that just shouldn't really be in the playoffs. He had a decent start, and uh, he had two players put up negative points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 always helps. Yeah, yeah. Not, I guess not. I've, I felt, I felt bad though, because like he, he had Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell ended up not playing, and then he had James Conner, and James Conner got hurt, and like just was not working out for him this these last couple weeks. No, it's been rough. And to put matters in even uh, to put matters in perspective, he had two players with negative points, and then another two with zero points. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had yeah. George Kittle with thirty-four. Right. Yeah, that was that was. Ridiculous! <laughs> All in the first half. Thirty-four in like the first half. Yeah. Did he get hurt? What happened? Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just. He was just... <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Two hundred and ten yards in the first half, and you know he just he didn't come out of the locker room in the second half, so he just he he said he said ah I don't feel like playing anymore. <laughs> I yeah. People are like freaking out about it because he was like five yards away and one catch away from breaking like tight end records of all time. <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believe didn't it. didn't catch a single ball in the second half to go over it. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, yeah. one move I was surprised with um, with Dennison on was Traquan Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah, same here. I thought that was a relatively bold play for, the, you know, for a playoff game 
Yeah, um, quite bold. And, and to put him in and into a starting spot, I felt like you could have. I mean, Deshaun Hamilton would have been just as bold of a play, but there might have even been other waiver wire pickups that you might look at and say, you know, that that I, I it would be like, oh, I, I would totally just put that guy in as a flyer and feel a little bit better than Traquan Smith. So I'm yeah, really surprised I mean, by that move there. Yeah, I don't think Traquan Smith has he broken like ten points at a, like at all this season. Yeah, he he had a he had a um, two big games. So he had. Um, that huge game against the Redskins when Drew Brees broke the record back in week five. Uh, and yeah. then um, against Philly in week 11, he also had 10 catches for 157. But um, he was a little hobbled and hurt uh, after that. And then he came back and hadn't, hadn't done anything. And um, They just used so many receivers in that offense that, um, you know, it's not surprising. And, yeah, Dennison was just kind of hoping to strike gold, and, you know, looking at that Tampa yeah. Bay matchup and thinking it was going to be a shootout, but um, it was a, it was a bold move that didn't pay off there. Yeah, I mean, when you when you when your team has that many injuries, you got to make a couple plays where you're like, well, I hope that he decides to throw ten passes to this guy. Like, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But his if you look at his team though, it was just completely depleted. So. Um, but Tackett, let's go ahead and just, um, I just want to look at, we want to look at you and Derek's matchup real quick. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, me and Derek are actually playing each other in both leagues right now. We have a IDP league and like, we're playing each other in that one too. (laughs) Dude, I swear if you sweep me this week, (laughs) I'm going to find you and I am going to kill you. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I I, I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not to talk about a second league too much here, but our IDP yeah. league has been pretty incredible. Um, Tackett is that eight seed that absolutely surged, and actually only six teams make yeah. the playoffs. I think you started like zero and five, and you haven't lost uh, six. No, it was actually weird. I started like I'm pretty sure I started like two and zero, oh, and then I lost like six in a row. And I ended up at the bottom of the table for the, the whole league. And then eventually, like, everyone else started to lose at the bottom. Like, it kind of just worked out. Who, yeah, who it, do you guys have an IDP that you uh, that took got you to the playoffs here? Oh, God. I Specifically me, I have gotten really screwed with the injury bug. Um, my receiver, yeah. it's a 10-teamer. I'm hurting pretty bad now. I had for my receivers Antonio Brown. DeAndre well, just for Hopkins. IDPs. Like, oh, okay. The defensive players. Yeah, who, uh, who were your defensive players? Like, you mean the just the position or who the players in general who did are? You, who did you have? Some of the players. Oh, I have uh, Kiko Alonso from Miami, Darius Leonard from the Colts, Jamal Adams from the Jets, Kyle Fuller from Chicago, and Joey Bosa. Wow. So Joey Bosa could come in in, in a, a big way here for you this week. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Tackett? Um, I couldn't list all of them off the top of my head. Luke Keekley's been doing uh, very well for me this year. Uh, Dan- Danny Trevathan's been pretty streaky. Like he's had some really good games, then he's had some other games where he puts up like four or five points. Uh, I had a. I he's in a good in a, linebacker core, though. Yeah, I ended up getting a Eli Apple after I got. Uh, one of my cornerbacks and one of my safeties both got injured. I had a uh, Ronald Darby for the Eagles who was doing real well before he blew out his knee. Yeah, wow. and then you have uh, Sean Williams from Cincinnati, and he's the yes, number four ranked yes. safety. Yeah, he's he's been doing real well. I I, I had a Jordan Poyer, I think his name was, the yes. for the Bills, and he got he got injured or he just stopped doing well, and I ended up picking up uh, the guy on the Bengals. That's crazy. See, I do yeah, think because it, 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 it gives you a different perspective and it gives you a better feel for which defenses are like in the moment playing well and not playing well. So, right. Um, yeah. It's always interesting to keep up with. Uh, it's been diving into your guys matchup. Um, Ian Thomas, man, that's that's a that's a, um, a potentially nice matchup here against the Saints on Monday night. That could be the uh, the hammer that brings you down for Derek. Yeah. 
How do you, you feel about that, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got to say, oh, God, I hope this doesn't hurt me, but Ian Thomas is the least of my worries on your team. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it, so. I, I, it could be close, I think. I think we could have a close matchup in both leagues, and specifically this one. Like, yeah. It, it really could go either way because, like, we both have players that could easily, like – carry us or kill us <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it my my thing here is the whole situation that i'm sure you guys have heard about that's going on in kansas city and um la right now with the thursday night game is nobody knows who the starting running back is going to be for either team because of injuries yeah 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 eckler got hurt last week so that that hurts me, and then the IDP league—that's um, it was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here. If Melvin Gordon plays, then I have Justin Jackson, who's immediately a back end RB one. I feel like, um, but if or if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, because um, he's worked out. Right, right. And then on the flip side, if Spencer Ware doesn't play, which he doesn't look like he's going to, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I have Damian Williams, who I could potentially put in who's the next man up there but i have some serious concerns about him um yeah i don't know i actually um of that kansas city backfield um and not to help you too much through there because i think that justin jackson is probably the play um yeah but if for some reason you were thinking about playing damian williams don't I actually think that the running back out of Kansas City that's going to be the most productive is going to be uh, the other Williams, Daryl Williams. Yeah, so um, I could see him just coming in, and they're going to play the hot hand. Daryl Williams, I think, comes in and gets rips off a couple big runs, and next thing you know, he's the lead guy um, amongst him, Damian, and Shark Antic West. So um, in my opinion, you just got to hope that you got to roll with Justin Jackson. So. Yeah, it just seems like the situation in Kansas City is something to avoid this week, which sucks because um, I really wanted a piece of that. But, I mean, if, if Melvin Gordon plays, then Justin Jackson I can't use. So, I mean, I guess I'll be rolling yeah. with Josh Adams then. Yeah, I mean, you got Melvin Gordon in the other league. So, like, it. Right. So, like, if he, if he plays, like, I could potentially be screwed in the other league. And if he doesn't doesn't play I could potentially be screwed in this league I know <laughs> I feel like whatever good happens in in one league is hurting me in the other it really sucks yeah it re- yeah it really really is the only problem is that even if Melvin Gordon does play he's probably not going to get a full workload he's probably going to share that with jo- with Justin Jackson um so that that would probably be the only concern I would have if Melvin Gordon played but obviously you have to play him so right especially in a game that you know, the division kind of um, is, is in the balance here. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge matchup and um, looking to push for that, that top spot in the, uh, in the division there. So, yeah. Which um, asked me my undoing by Tackett. And I think it's going to be that game because Mahomes, I think he can yeah. have over 40 points. I see this game being shoot out. Yeah. I see like a, 48 to 39 or something like something crazy yeah you won't hear me complaining <laughs> if we have a replay of that monday night game against the rams with the with, against the other team in la like that's, that's fine by me let's go 50 to 50 <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> um and then you also got big ben going against tom brady so that that's even another potential shoot oh there. my god yeah Pittsburgh. i mean well he Ben's uh, got that, like, rib injury, I think. So, hopefully that doesn't, like, get uh, – hopefully it doesn't, like, uh, flame up again. That injury is uh, him being a little bitch is what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a drama queen, man. Last, yeah. <laughs> lastly, any thoughts on uh, not playing Tyler Lockett here, Tackett? Uh – <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna stick with him, like because the other receivers I have, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell like if they're gonna get any workload at all. Like Tyler Lockett, he might only get three or three catches a game, but he he makes them count. 
Yeah, I mean, this realistically, this is the only weak spot on your team and tight end, but um, I think you're in a great spot. You've got fantastic matchups all week, too. So, um, Derek, I'm sorry, but i got to give the win here to tack it. <laughs> uh, finger, fingers crossed. It's going to it's gonna be close, I think. I, close. I think we're going to have a good idea of who's going to win by Saturday night um, because of the Saturday games this week. Oh yeah, there's a who who plays on Saturday. It's, I know the Browns do, right? Browns and Broncos and Houston and the Jets. Hmm. Do you have anybody on on any of those teams? Well, you've got Landry. Yeah, I know I got Jarvis, but uh, Derek, you got anybody? I got the kicker for the Jets. Kicker for the Jets. Oh boy, here we go. Hey, <laughs> hey, he put up 27 <laughs> points at one point this year. <laughs> he did what? Yeah, exactly. Eat my oh, shit. Fuck. Well, I yeah, would, I, I would say the Thursday night game is probably the the main game to uh, to watch. Oh, that's, there. that's the make or break right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, Derek. Best of luck in uh, both leagues. Yeah. Best of luck to you. But if you beat me in both, just know I am gonna find you. If you beat me in both, I'm gonna. I'm going to do something to your fish. Wow. <gasps> That's awful, man. I don't even get free fish anymore. <laughs> uh, better yet, maybe he'll he'll demean an albatross in some oh my God. wrong way. Yeah, no defamatory images of the albatross this week, please. Yeah, I, I, saw, that, I saw that. That was that gave me a good laugh. No, no, it was too much. Andres' dead albatross picture was just horrific. <laughs> Um, uh, I wouldn't expect anything less, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, lastly, here, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, Derek was hitting on something before uh, before Attacket came on here. Derek, did you want to just go over that real quick before we? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out? So, for whoever hasn't seen it yet, outside the lines did a whole report and background, like the a massive story on Cream Hunt um, in the night that all that shit went down with him. And it is absolutely eye-opening and astonishing read. It was in um, Cleveland too, right? Like in, in Yeah, it was in a Cleveland hotel. Um, and they have eyewitness reports of pretty much like everybody. It's a super long report, but I mean, you will walk away from that feeling just stunned. Like just to give you a little snippet, um, Basically, the, the cops interviewed everybody. They have body cameras. When they got to Kareem Hunt, they asked him if he wants them to turn off their body cameras. And, of course, he says yes. But what kind of cop does that, you know? Yeah. It, it's really sketchy. So nobody knows what was said by Kareem Hunt to the cops that night. But the cops there and him. It's very odd. It's very yeah. odd. Yeah, and the rest of it's just even more insane. Just uh, that's your little preview, so everybody will hopefully take a, a look at it. Yeah, I'll definitely have to take a look at that. And I'm also very glad that I didn't do that trade that you proposed to me earlier in the year, Derek. <laughs> yeah, he, I don't... he offered me David jo- or I'm David Johnson, Jarvis Landry, and he was going to give me T.Y. Hilton and Kareem Hunt, and I was very close to taking it. Wow, wow, that would have been awful. It... It it would have it would have been good though for, for a while. up until the injury. <laughs> yeah, or up, up until Green got suspended. Yeah, up until the <laughs> yeah, right. when it matters. <laughs> <laughs> that, then you're screwed. <laughs> as soon as I saw that shit happen, I was just like, Wow, dodged dodged a bullet there. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I am really glad I had Spencer Ware. <laughs> for a week. But now he's hurt. No yeah. All right, cool. Um, so that that really that wraps it up here for the uh, for this episode of the Fantasy Football Bros. You guys uh, have any uh, closing remarks here before we get go ahead and close it out? Uh, what about you, Tackett? Uh, well, I just want to thank you guys for having me on here. I think it's really cool that you guys started this podcast up. It's it's very entertaining. It just gets everybody more involved and more connected. I think it's really cool. And I uh, just want to wish. Derek and everyone else in the playoffs, best of luck. May the may the best man win. Thanks, man. Good luck to you too. And um, hitting back on that note, I, I think Mark, I I'm gonna echo what <laughs> what you're probably thinking. When we had this podcast in mind, we really hoped it would help keep everybody involved, and it was something fun to do. 
Um, and honestly, I think that everybody has met that expectation and then exceeded it because it seems like everybody in the league listens to this every week. And every team has been so competitive this year, more so than any other year. And I think they, they are just super involved with the podcast and it helps. Yeah, I'll echo everything that you said there. I think that, um, you know, just us staying up with it and everyone keeping up, it it, it just kind of drives engagement. And um, On top of that, like, you know, when's the last time I talked to you, Tackett? So, you know, case in point. Yeah, it's it, a minute, yeah. It, it's a nice way to, you know, keep up with everyone and, and stay connected with everyone um, just beyond playing each other in a week of, of fantasy football. So, um, like I said, you know, I'll be coming back to uh, Columbus as well for the holidays. So, um, I think we should all come back. I come back next next weekend, so like around the twenty first or so. So, ah, yeah, damn, we have a we actually have a, a show on the twenty first. So if you're, oh if you're, really? Yeah, we'll probably play like at ten o'clock or something. We're opening for a band, a Pink Floyd tribute band that's also playing. So if you oh, no get back early enough on Friday, and you want to head on down to Woodlands Tavern. You let you just you hit me up. So we're I'm pretty sure we're leaving Friday night. Um, ah, man, and then, that's too bad. Yeah, that is too bad. That sucks, man. Because that would have been a lot of fun, and I haven't seen you play yet, and I think that would have that would have been super cool. But um, yeah, I mean, well, let that be a note to anyone in the league that's listening to this. Uh, next Friday, if you guys want to come on out to to our show, it's at Woodland Tavern. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, check them out and oh, yeah. great things about you guys playing. And it looks like you're making moves and moving on up as well. So, yeah, we're uh, trying, man. Shout out to you, man. And, and hey, thank you. Shout out to Bear Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, I'll, I'll just say this: let's we should we should figure out a time where where everyone can get together and um, you know watch uh, watch some football, whether it's college football or even um, you know on a Sunday for uh, for the NFL game. So. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely down. Let's get together sometime this uh this winter. Cool. This this next couple of weeks. All right. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. We gotta watch uh gotta watch Carl get his loser tattoo. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, nice uh, nice connecting here, and uh, that yeah, wraps absolutely. it up here for uh, for the fans football bros. Thanks everyone for listening. Hey, thank you guys.